CPA and CFP Don Cash has made it his life's work to help people like you plan their finances and achieve their retirement goals. It's time for your money and your life. Hey everybody, welcome into this edition of Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash and myself here to talk about the FTX scandal and uh, wisdom. And we're going to talk a little bit about that. We're going to talk about the uh, the difference between wisdom and knowledge and kind of wisdom versus knowledge. So we got a lot of good stuff to talk about because it's also Thanksgiving week. So we're going to uh, talk about uh, finishing the year strong and just a lot of good stuff. So uh, as we record this show, it's just a couple of days before Thanksgiving. So you'll probably catch it maybe this week or maybe just after Thanksgiving. Either way, hopefully uh, you had a great holiday. Don, welcome in, my friend. Happy Thanksgiving to you. Mark, happy Thanksgiving to you, too. I can't believe we're here at Thanksgiving week, man. It's <laughs> like we always talk about how quick the year is just flying by. It's less than a, well, a little over a month, I guess, five or six weeks yeah. left. and. It's you picked know, up it's speed, hit. I think. <laughs> I don't know. It's like my car. It, gets, uh, it picks up speed after you, you know, <laughs> hit the accelerator. <laughs> as you're driving down the road, you're like, I didn't realize I was going that fast. Exactly. Yeah. As I uh, you know, tell a police officer who pulls me over. Mm-hmm. But if you remember, you know, the, the history of the Pilgrims, Mark, in Thanksgiving, yeah. they landed in Plymouth Rock in 1620, right? So yep. it was just over 400 years ago, and they celebrated the first Thanksgiving with the Native Indians the following year. So... Last year was the 400th anniversary of the first Thanksgiving feast. Pretty wild. Yeah. Yeah, I saw some stuff not too long ago that said uh, George Washington kind of did the first one. Uh, I forget what the exact year was, but it didn't actually become a national holiday until like 100 years later. It was like 18-something uh, or other before they made it an official holiday. That's right. Um, so, yeah, it's interesting how you know those things, traditions get formed and whatnot. Um, and I guess, obviously, with the pandemic, the celebration, that celebration that you just referenced, the 400th anniversary, kind of got lost in the shuffle. Yeah, I guess you could put it that way. Uh, you know, if you look back over the past two years, a lot of people were kind of hunkered down. They weren't celebrating together or thinking about anniversaries and, and you know, big gatherings. But uh, I think this year, I, I think we should celebrate both events. What do you say, Mark? You All know, right, let's do it. The, the 1620 and the 1621 event with, you know, everyone able to get together this year. And you know, we have uh, certainly a lot to be thankful for. Absolutely. And, uh, you know, they, they probably had, you know, all the stuff we're going to have at our traditional <laughs> traditional meals. Actually, I think that was another funny fact is like they they didn't more than likely have turkey either at the first Thanksgiving. It was probably fish and things yeah. of that nature, right? Uh, turkey came along a little bit later. But what are you up to for the big day? Well, we're spending the the day with uh, family as usual. My wife Kathy prepares the dinner, and family and friends stop by for dinner or dessert. We usually just kind of hang out and play board games, watch a movie, and. But it seems like a lot of the talk I've been hearing this year, and I've noticed myself, it's it's about the cost of Thanksgiving <laughs> dinner, Mark. Yes, it's uh, you know I read that in, in New Jersey, it's among the highest states in, in the nation for yes. Thanksgiving dinner, which it's where it's everything's high here. But the cost of a, a turkey is like thirty seven dollars for a fifteen pound bird. Wow, that's actually cheaper than the one my wife got this year. It was like forty nine or fifty bucks. Is that right? I think yeah. it depends also what the you know whether it's organic or nah, not. This the is great of the this turkey. Yeah. But I bought. Uh, I noticed myself. I bought a pumpkin cheesecake from a bakery Saturday night. It was for a friend's uh, birthday party, mm-hmm. and it was thirty dollars <laughs> for a pumpkin cheesecake at a bakery. And apparently, the cost of of labor and flour and cinnamon and eggs, of course, are way up. Yeah. So the chicken. Well, the chickens want more money per hour. 
That's what it is. They're charging what? more to lay the eggs. The chickens are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so they, they've had to raise their cost of living uh, wages. So listen, you know, Thanksgiving, uh, you know, it's a little early this year. I mean, it's always the same, but it's kind of early, right? It's always that same you know, Thursday, but it does fall on the 24th. Um, so there are more shopping days, I guess, if you're into the shopping extravaganza that starts after that. So hopefully that bodes well for retailers and maybe helps the year kind of finish out strong economically. Uh, I'm hearing that the shelves are actually pretty stocked as well, too, considering all the problems we've had this year. Yeah, that's what I'm hearing too, Mark. A lot of the supply chain issues have kind of cleared up, I guess, especially in retail. You know, computers, electronics, and, and kids' toys are all expected to... Um, be deeply, deeply discounted in the past uh, or this year. I think it's like the lowest level of pricing or the deepest discounts, I should say, in like the past four or five years. Mm-hmm. But, uh, you know, even um, given the higher prices of things like entertainment and, and dining out, it seems like to me, at least the malls and town centers are just bustling. Uh, I was driving through town on a cold Sunday night recently at seven o'clock and looking to stop by for a coffee at starbucks after dinner with friends i couldn't find a parking spot it seemed more like a a saturday night than a sunday night (laughs) that's that's interesting yeah um well everybody's you know everybody's out and about we've been saying that all throughout the year we're doing the podcast that even with um the inflation and all the things we've been dealing with this year, people still were so tired of the the prior COVID issues and whatnot that they're just out anyway so kind of pushing through it. So again, we want to wish everybody a, a healthy and enjoyable Thanksgiving weekend. Uh, and as we move at the, as you mentioned, Donna, we both mentioned with the driving thing at this breakneck speed toward the end of the year and into 2023, we want to talk about finishing strong as well as touch on the difference between that knowledge and wisdom that I talked about when I kicked things off. And of course, this big FTX financial scandal and how good, uh, you know, how good thinking can really affect our planning decisions. Yeah, it's a good a good point. I've been thinking a lot about this lately as it relates to this FTX bankruptcy scandal, Mark. And we talked about it before the show, but have you been following this uh, it's closely at all? Mind-boggling. Uh, and the, the some of the bankruptcy filings and some of the business practices or lack thereof yeah. <laughs> are just astounding. It's pretty complex, but it comes down to the fact that a lot of smart young people, mainly only in their late 20s, ran this company and a lot of really smart hedge fund uh, managers and investors lost a lot of money in this. Yeah, definitely. So let's touch the uh, touch the basics of this, Don, I guess, to help folks. I mean, many people, if you're catching this podcast, you probably are, are catch us on a regular basis and, and you probably are, are kind of, you know, keeping your, your ear in the financial wind, so to speak. But let's just kind of touch on the basics uh, to understand that point between the knowledge and the wisdom. Yeah, so FTX was basically a cryptocurrency exchange that traded a variety of these digital tokens, they call them, like Bitcoin and Ethereum and Dogecoin. Is it Do- Dogecoin? I think it's Dogecoin. I think it's Doge. Dogecoin. Yeah, <laughs> Sounds know. like a joke to me. Yeah, but. It's, uh, we call it Elon Coin. Since, uh, Elon yeah. Coin, right. Yeah, that's yeah. what he kind of promoted this a, yeah. a while ago. But they actually started their own coin called FTT. And the CEO of this company had his own hedge fund called Alameda Research. So the entire house of cards came crashing down last week and billions of dollars just vanished overnight. Mm -hmm. Uh, The CEO was this guy called Sam Bankman-Fried or uh, 
aka otherwise known as SBF. That's what he calls himself, yep. apparently. Yep. He's on the run somewhere in the Bahamas or Dubai or Hong Kong or somewhere trying to escape extradition. Yeah, wasn't, wasn't a weird thing, too, is that their headquarters was in the Bahamas? Yeah, that's what they say. I mean, yeah. one of the reasons that they set this up there was to escape disclosure. And, you know, here in the USA, there's lots of financial regulations right. to follow. Like red flag. Hello. Uh, oh, with investments. I mean, you know, but it's not so much in a lot of locations like the Bahamas. Yeah. So, you know, I'm quite sure this doesn't affect our clients. We've been educating families for years on investing versus speculation and this company was clearly speculative and doesn't conform to the idea of a prudent patient planning right but i would say a lot of young people like maybe our kids or perhaps clients grandkids can get caught up in this stuff and they're for sure familiar with ftx and and may have even invested in it along with Maybe you're even your know-it-all brother-in-law who seems to know <laughs> everything. <laughs> or, or Maybe we'll find that out during Thanksgiving dinner this week. Yeah, we all have a cousin, Eddie. We all have a know-it-all, a know-it-all yeah. uh, brother-in-law. We all have that uncle. Yeah, exactly. Uh, that's true. And there's probably going to be a lot of conversation around the Thanksgiving dinner table as well. Yeah, crazy stuff from this too, man. Like, you know, everything done over like chat and like approvals of, of various things with like emojis. You know, just crazy. It's crazy stuff in there if you read some of that uh, that's going on there. But you remember all the, the Super Bowl commercials? Um, they had, they've had a couple of those the past year, too. They, I mean, that's big money. And they had big celebrities in there with their uh, their promotions. It wasn't, Don, correct me if I'm wrong, but wasn't Kim Kardashian the whole reason she got hit with the, the fine from the SEC this year over this same company? Because she was kind of like promoting it without, really giving financial advice. So all these celebrities like Steph Curry and Brady and his wife and tons of people, they've, they spent a lot of money on this stuff. Oh, just think about it, right? They spent how much money? I'm not sure about the Kim Kardashian story. I should look that up. Yeah, I know she but got they, hit from SEC, but I can't remember if it was this company she endorsed or another one, but they told her, no, no, you can't do that. But just think about FTX and all the money they spent on commercials this year in the Super Bowl, probably tens of millions of dollars, right? And uh, even the, if you remember the baseball uh, umpires, they had FTX on their uniform mm. all season. So they, they, these, this kind of, uh, you know, the, these celebrity endorsements were really uh, prominent with this company. But now they're all, all these celebrities, Tom Brady, his wife, what's his name? Her name, Giselle. Giselle I think it is. Yeah. Luncheon. Mm -hmm. I can't say Carl her last name, but yeah. Yeah, Steph Curry, Larry David from Seinfeld, they're all named in a lawsuit against a company, but we have to keep one thing in mind, and a lot of people know this, but celebrities often don't know anything about what they're pitching. Yeah. Right? Bitcoin and these digital coins, uh, they've been described, and I love this description about Bitcoin, Mark, it's everything you don't know about money combined with everything you don't know about computers. <laughs> <laughs> that's an interesting it's a good description yeah and, and most wise people realize that tom brady likely knows very little about cryptocurrency and for that matter joe namath and tom Selleck likely likely don't know much about medicare even though yeah. we, we see them all the time on these commercials yeah and i think that was kind of the conversation that's going to be the conversation piece around that is whether or not those things are, are clearly marked as paid endorsement and i think that's going to be where the hiccup lies in some of that 
Uh, and again, I could be wrong about the the Kim one, but in general, that's the concept here, right? Is that when you see those, you know, Joe Namath doing Medicare, usually you usually see that disclaimer saying, you know, he's a paid endorser. Uh, and you did not see those things on some of the other stuff. So that's how that kind of happens. How do people get sucked into this stuff and, and fall for this stuff, Don? You know, that gets into this conversation about wisdom versus knowledge, Mark, right. the point that we're making. The young man, the guy who ran this um, uh, FTX company, the guy who goes by SBF. Yeah, he was, uh, at, he was at the White House a number of times. Uh, well, we'll talk about that. I mean, he was a smart dude. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was only 27 years old when he started this company three years ago. And it went from a value of nothing to $35 billion <laughs> in two years. Yeah. So that should be the first red flag, right? Yeah, that and the Bahamas headquarters. Yeah, thank you. Mm-hmm. Well, there's a lot more to it. I mean, okay. he was a super smart MIT graduate. Uh, MIT, the college up in in uh, Massachusetts, mm-hmm. who, who dressed in ratty T-shirts, wore shorts all the time, white socks and sneakers, but kind of a nerdy-looking dude mm. with a mop of unkempt hair, uh, and he purported to quote unquote not care about money, and he was an, interested in this thing called effective altruism. Have you ever heard of that? Mm. Sort yeah. of. Yeah, it, it, it's the idea of that that doing the most good with your money you have, which is a great idea. <laughs> sure. Uh, it attracted a lot of smart young people to the company and a lot of investors too. However, it was used as a, a, a front, a type of a front and a type of a virtue signal, Mark, saying, you know, that uh, look how good a person I am. And, you know, these were issues like feeding the poor, saving the planet, uh, helping Ukraine and uh, income inequality, that that sort of thing. Mm. So not caring about money means living in the Bahamas at a resort and living like top shelf lifestyle, apparently. Yeah, I mean, it, right, <laughs> right, right, right from the surface, you think this doesn't seem to add up. Right, yeah. <laughs> and not only was the money used for Super Bowl commercials, but you mentioned before, but uh, to donate to political parties. And he was even, get this, this is amazing to me. He was involved in writing legislation to regulate cryptocurrencies. Mm. It, it just it mm. boggles your mind. But people were fooled. I mean, yeah. he had a great story. He was this brilliant MIT math whiz. His parents were well-known Ivy League professors. The employees were all smart, young Stanford and Cal Berkeley type math graduates and in their 20s and he was in a cutting edge technology and wanted to save the planet it kind of all added up people wanted to believe this was a, a unique opportunity right and they wanted to get on the bandwagon you know that's the i think wanted to believe i think you know right in a time when things have been pretty bleak the last couple of years wanting to believe in something uh maybe got them in a bit of trouble those you know the, the quote-unquote smart people you know they maybe feel a little they're feeling kind of silly right now some egg on their face so you know who are the wise people right when okay so if you're if you're looking for the smart people where's the wise people and what's the difference i think experience sometimes you'd think that somebody who's been around the block would kind of be would be like something doesn't add up here you know yeah i mean for sure if you look at this difference between wisdom and, and knowledge it's pretty vast i mean wisdom is defined as the quality of having uh, both experience right mm-hmm. knowledge right and good judgment, and it's often developed over many years of living. Okay. And wise people ask good questions, and many just kind of know from experience if something looks and seems 
too good to be true, let's say. Yeah. And let's start with the first observation. 29-year-old guy with no business experience, no long-term track record, who dresses like he's going fishing, uh, and he dresses like that for a business meeting, plays video <laughs> games during his business meetings, right? and lives in a compound in the Bahamas with a bunch of 20-somethings drinking, taking drugs, it's a pretty big red flag. <laughs> you figure he himself probably lacks wisdom. And I think a lot of wise people just will be turned off by that from the get-go. Sure. But greedy people just get blinded by this facade and the money to be made. Ding, ding. I think that's it right there on the head. Any of those things in and of themselves, dressing, you know, like you're going fishing or, you know, playing video games, whatever, they're not necessarily making nothing wrong, but doing them when you're, the times what he was doing these, right? There's just nothing, nothing about it screamed um, efficient, smart, business, uh, professional, you know, things of that nature. And, and I think that facade is a great, it's a great comparison. It's kind of like visiting Disney World, right? When you when we go there and we're you're walking down the main street and you see the all the big you know the buildings and the various different things, but really you know it's a front uh, a facade because what's behind it is not there. It's not real. It's exactly right. I mean, if you're if you're speculating, you're often you know looking to make a big splash with your money, right? Yeah, exactly. Uh, investing's a long term proposition. And that's where wisdom comes in. If someone's investing, they're looking at the long-term track record of an asset class and, and basically just trying to maximize the return for a given level of risk. And we always suggest using time-tested academic principles that focus on the long-term, not a quick hit. And wise people, I think, know from experience that you're not going to get big returns without any risk. And if you don't want very much risk, you're just not going to get very high investment returns. Yeah. It comes down to asking good questions and figuring out what it is that you want. I mean, you know, we all kind of have that fantasy of wanting to have the big hit and the big score and whatever that, that you know, that might look like. But many of us don't have the stomach or, or the, the stress capacity to deal with the risk that comes with that. So it comes down to asking good questions. Yeah, very true. And if it's an investment or, you know, a planning strategy or, or really anything at all, asking good questions is really the key. And it's asking the right, what I call the, the right W and H questions, right? Yeah. The questions are why, what, when, where, and how? Those are those five questions. Well, you know, we talked about that, I think, a while back, Don. We were joking. I think we even came across that and said, sometimes it's not just a math question. It's almost like finance and, and retirement planning has become an English conversation. Who, what, where, when, why? <laughs> exactly. It yeah. really is. If you break down the, those, um, the who, what, when, where, uh, and how, and why, mm -hmm. the, the, the why is, why am I interested in putting my money here in the first place, right? Mm -hmm. yeah. If I want a, a big score, it's really not a good reason. You know, big, quick return, not a good reason. Okay. Uh, what's my goal, right? What is my risk tolerance? What's the long-term track record here? And, and one year or two years or even three or five, that's not long-term. Okay. You know, how about 20 years or 30 years? And in some asset classes, it could be 50 years or 90 years. Wow. When did this investment start? Right. If it's FTT, that token he just created out of thin air, it was a year ago, two years ago. Where's the money invested? We talked about, you know, it's the headquarters in the Bahamas. 
where is it custodied, right? Who has custody over the money? Who's the manager? Who's the CEO of the company? Mm -hmm. My CEO is a 29-year-old guy with no business experience. I'm going to have a lot of questions, right? How does this really work? How about that for a question? Let's break this down. Can you right. tell me how it works? Gets back to the, you know, the the Bitcoin definition. Everything you don't know about money combined with everything you don't know about computers, right? Right. And never be shy about asking questions and, and having it explained sometimes two or three times if you don't understand. No, those are great points. And yeah, definitely don't be afraid of asking questions and uh, repeatedly. So, and if you think back or watch those TV commercials, the only question they ask, they're like, I don't know if you remember, they're like, are you in? Are you in? Right? Yeah. <laughs> so once a person would say that, you know, like Brady, for example, he would say, well, I'm in. And before you know it, then the plumber and the teacher, the fireman, all these other folks are saying, well, well, I'm in. Well, I'm in. And now you got people in real life doing that and quitting their jobs. And that's not a good point. Good yeah, place. I mean, even the commercials they were showing the in the Super Bowl commercials, people quitting their jobs. Right. I mean, what kind of example is that to show? So, you know, these are great points. Even the professional hedge fund managers, Mark, were afraid of being left out. Yeah. They didn't they didn't ask the right questions. They didn't do their due diligence. And I always suggest be careful with hedge funds. The regulations are different than mutual funds, and the risk is often way, way higher. Yeah, definitely. You know, these are these are some good questions to ponder, and I'm sure we're going to hear a ton, a ton more about this FTX story in the news or in the coming weeks. But I like those five W and H questions, uh, Don, that you talked about, and it's a great basis for making a lot of personal and financial decisions. And it seems to me that a lot of people have knowledge, but a lot of us lack wisdom. I mean, we've got tons of knowledge at our fingertips, but we we don't have the wisdom sometimes to execute. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Just think of it like Google is knowledge, right? But sure. Google can't give you wisdom. You got to vet it, yeah. Absolutely. And there's so much knowledge out there, so much information. But vetting it through and getting good counsel, good wise counsel, or having wisdom yourself, that's the case. So it's our job to use our life experience and the wisdom that we've gained over time to really help other people make good decisions and to develop that wisdom ourselves. Yeah. No, that's good advice. It's great advice, actually. I tell you what, why don't we finish this theme out to finish out the year? Uh, when we pick up back after the holiday, after Thanksgiving here for our December shows, let's pick up on that theme of finishing the year strong uh, on the next show. What do you say? Absolutely. We'll we'll do that, finishing strong and finishing on some year-end planning opportunities. But let's just you know take time to reflect this week and really all the good things uh, that we have to be thankful for, right? Being mm -hmm. Thursday's Thanksgiving, living in this country, the family, friends, and the freedom we have, the health that we have, and just remember and help those who are struggling without these things in life. Yeah, absolutely. So everybody have a great holiday, whether you catch this before or after Thanksgiving. Uh, and hope that you in, uh, enjoyed your holiday and time with family. And don't forget, if you do have questions and you do need help, Don is here to do so. He is a CPA and a CFP at Donald W. Cash. And you can always find him at his website, donaldcash.com. That's donaldcash.com. A lot of good tools, tips, and resources. You can book some time with him, subscribe to the podcast, all that good stuff. If you've got the uh, you know those questions, he's here to help. So again, CPA and CFP, Donald Cash at Donald W. Cash and Associates. Thanks, my friend, for hanging out with me. I always appreciate you. Thanks, Mark. Happy Thanksgiving. Absolutely. And we'll see you next time here on Your Money and Your Life with Don Cash. 
Investment advisory services offered through Donald W. Cash & Associates, LLC, a registered investment advisor in the state of New Jersey.